Ah, I keep forgetting it. Is it flesh or flush? <laughs> to to, to flesh. flesh. Flesh out the flesh. Because yeah, you have the yeah. bare bones and then you, you add the flesh to it. Otherwise, you're just getting rid of waste products. I'm Mark Stedman from Podient. I'm Brendan Hutchins from Podcast Advocate. We've got more stats. I, I came across the, uh, a couple infographics from Acast, and uh, they I assume they got it from their um, podcast app, or or just the... Uh, actually, didn't look too much into it. Well, from what I gather, uh, they've conducted a survey mm-hmm. um, of about 1200 people in the US and the UK uh separately. Yeah, so it was 1300 people um listen in the uh the UK demographics and it looks like it was more uh, demographically representative than just their listeners. I think it potentially dispels some myths around how podcasts are consumed in the UK. Weirdly the numbers are like Really quite similar. Yeah, very similar. Uh, I mean, they, they they start off with age. So 16 to 34 is the is by far the, the biggest age bracket mm-hmm. um, in both, um, both the US and the UK and very, very similar numbers. Um, and, you know, how often people listen, you know, you're talking about just under, well, a bit under a third or actually just over a quarter of people who listen to podcasts once a week. I couldn't find that they had done this survey before to see like a trend um so it'll be cool if they keep doing this in the future to get that uh because that's one of the coolest things i think with the infinite dial research is that they've been doing it for so long i think the biggest revelation for me i don't know how you feel is um how do we the the how do we find a new podcast section because obviously discovery is something that uh, mm-hmm. is near and dear to both of our hearts. Uh, and quoting directly from um, from the certainly the UK report, because I think this is in... Oh, actually, I think it's in both. But um, one in four discover new shows through social media, followed by TV and friends and family. So Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so more than three out of five who listened to a podcast in the past three months have recommended a podcast to someone else, retold a story or recommended a product, site or service they heard about on a podcast. And I think that is... That shows you, again, you know, if if we take this uh, accurate uh, as accurate, then it really shows us where we as podcasters should be putting our efforts in terms of getting people to listen to our shows and word of mouth. Uh, it's it's that it's that's that's the killer. That's that's the one to 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 go for. Um, because yes, social media is good, but. Uh, and and obviously you know you want to keep keep doing that, but three out of five recommend re- recommend a podcast to someone else. That's that's big. That's big numbers. Yeah, that's very big. Um, comparing that to the the U.S. version of the same survey, one out of three discover new shows through social media, followed by personal recommendations at se- at twenty seven percent. So it's broken down into thirds without the TV part. There, I'm assuming the TV part is. The BBC, like talking about their own, sh- their own audio uh, free downloads. They, well, possibly. I mean, they, yeah, they might have the odd ad because uh, the BBC has ads for its own content in between shows, uh, and so it might sometimes it'll have an ad for a particular radio program, and then sometimes it'll it might so it might mention a podcast. I've not actually come across 
that. Like Nick Kwa said in his latest um, uh, Hot Pod newsletter, um, I'm one of those insufferable millennials who uh, is a cord never and, <laughs> um, and you know I don't watch terrestrial t- television, and so I don't ever see ads like that. Like we we watch Netflix occasionally, but uh, it's it's pretty low priority for us so yeah I, I i i do think that is interesting i'm quite intrigued by yeah what what the tv is there because it, it's it's not going to be commercials right yeah i think it's funny too that like the way and this is just about surveys in general and infographics but they say in the uh i think it's both in the uk and the um all right yeah it's, it's kind of in both of them but mostly in, in the uk version it says one in four discover new shows through social media which is 25 percent, followed by tv at 25 percent it's like the 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 margin there must be really close but also like like to your point a, a quarter of its social media and 23% is friends and family so that's uh that's a lot that a person like a podcaster could not control per se but have a part in like you're not going to you know most most independent podcasters are not going to get on the tv but uh we do have the ability to ask friends and family for to post on social media <laughs> yeah and even just you know tell you tell two people and they tell two people you know that that whole thing like this doubles down i think on that the the word of mouth um really being the key so there's a, a section uh on the unreachables um which i guess is is you know people that might be hard to advertise to or whatever and it's one of the one of the things that I found interesting, which was at the right at the bottom of of the second page of this infographic, is um, this is me me, me being snarky. Mark, uh, <laughs> speak to them as they want to be spoken to. Advert creative and tone should fit a particular podcast's tone. A <laughs> cast, I think, maybe could try a little bit harder in that regard. Yeah, because they do the the ad injections, right? Yep, they have their little. <laughs> noise which is like i I like that i think that's really smart and like it's um it's a way of identifying Mm -hmm. once you sort of know what that little means you know that it means okay well we're now outside of the creative Mm -hmm. um work of of this particular podcaster Mm -hmm. uh, and and you know the the journalistic ethics or whatever are different or whatever right um and you know i think that's a sensible a sensible move to, to signpost that but mm-hmm. yeah uh, getting getting the i think there's a few things there that the acast really need to work on and and matching tone is one and not repeating ads within the same podcast <laughs> i think what would be what would be helpful is a simple algorithm that's like if we don't have enough content to fill this ads ad block don't worry about the ad block. Yeah. You know, focus more on the actual creative content and the, uh, there's another word for creative, but, you know, whatever the, the, the art is or whatever the thing is that is being delivered, yep. focus more on delivering that than we've, you know, we've got a space, we've got to fill it because we're we're losing imaginary money. You know, you're not losing right. money. You're just right. not making money. That's not the right. same as losing it. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it is frustrating where they're, they're like, they're so desperate yeah. and cloyingly desperate to fill these ad spots that they've got to re- repeat the same content within the same podcast. And I would like them to focus a little bit more on the content than than the the ad tech. Yeah, definitely. I, I and I've 
I, the thing I mentioned this before with um, when I recommended uh, Today Explained how they had a bunch of mattress firm ads. Right now it's Quip, the toothbrush thing. Yes, and last week it was Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like they, they they built the structure into their podcast that they have three ad spots and they only ever seem to have one advertiser at a time. And it like they're trying to do interesting things with it you know, because it's a host red thing. So at least they they have a little bit more control over it. Um, but it definitely still gets old. Like three ad spots per per twenty minute podcast. It's like okay, yes, I hear you. Yes, thank you, thank you, Quip, thank you, Google <laughs> for sponsoring. I get it. <laughs> but at least uh, what I will say is that they are different each time. Yeah, I've really enjoyed that um, that show lately, and I I, I, I wondered uh, after after I recommended it to you because you were you were even saying on the show like. Oh yeah, I've been looking for a new daily podcast, and I'm like, oh, well, great! You know, let's talk about this. And then I, I listened to it for the next like two weeks since we've spoken, and it's like every day it's about the U.S. And I'm like, oh shit, is this just a U.S.? I guess this is just a U.S. podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is that, but it's it's yeah. I I think there's there's a style that I'm really I really enjoy that I think. We have, uh, with this show to a degree, and I think shows like Reply All possibly, well, TLDR before it, I kind of think, yeah. I don't know about pioneered, but like brought, brought it to more people of this sort of quirky, like the, the topics can be serious, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they can be delivered with a degree of imagination and a you know degree of panache or a degree of humour that doesn't make them comedy podcasts, but it makes them entertaining to listen to exactly uh, and i yeah i i really like that kind of that's becoming a new sort of genre it's not really a genre but it's um execution yeah yeah absolutely an execution style that i'm i'm really getting more into and i think um yeah the the comparison to reply all is really interesting and and i think spot on they the the feel of it is so similar to that um and it actually also makes me kind of like think about how much time it takes for reply all to make oh, an episode yeah versus like today explained comes out 5 days a week and they each one is excellent it's not like any of them like are lacking even like i guess the the most recent episode half of it was you know the the Mark Zuckerberg interview which is just taken from a different yeah. Vox podcast but it was still like they had more information on top of that it mm-hmm. wasn't just a rebroadcast it was you know that plus more commentary. Uh, I think, yeah, maybe to play devil's advocate. Yeah, the the today explained thing. I mean, the, like they, I was going to play devil's advocate, and then I sort of shot myself in the foot with my own <laughs> argument because, you know, the, the the things they do with the music and stuff like that. You know, they they had um, uh-huh. it was it was the the, the one, ACDC. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the one just before the Mark Zuckerberg episode. Yeah, they had like three ver- three different ACDC like yeah co- parodies. R- yeah. Um, and to you know to to turn that around, I think obviously shows that they're putting money and time and effort into into yeah. the show and turning it around every every week. But mm-hmm. I guess when when you're not doing that, a, a, a vast percentage of it is really just mainly interviewing one person. Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess that you know a fair amount of it is in studio. But you know, again, to shoot myself in the foot, reply all have been <laughs> doing that for a few weeks. Um, whether it's super tech support mm-hmm. or yes, yes, no, mm-hmm. and they're very fun and entertaining, but yes, they're not what made the show 
kind of compelling listening and and it's mm-hmm. i have a lot of sympathy for them because they really pulled it out of the bag with some stuff last year you know going to india and doing various things like they really did yeah um and so okay maybe they get to rest on their laurels a little bit but um <laughs> yeah it, it it is interesting to see other shows sort of taking that style and mm-hmm. applying different things to it uh, and, and i it is a style that i really enjoy and i think it can make dry topics a lot more palatable without it being too patronizing or pandering or condescending i think it's a it's a really smart style that is for a particular you know very much for a particular age group yeah for sure um it's for the age group that finds the news boring but i i like it another podcast that has a similar style to that is uh endless thread not not okay. the wonderful thread with uh, with you and John, <laughs> but um, the the copycats. We might do an episode again soon. <laughs> <laughs> awesome! I was I was gonna say, um, so, uh, endless thread is uh, I think it's WBUR um, with uh, a couple other radio stations involved and uh, in collaboration with Reddit, and so they like find a new Reddit thread each week and kind of go down a rabbit hole with trying to find like somebody to talk to like some some post that came up and they they interview that person and get the backstory and uh they usually go like they go out into the field they do a bunch of interviews with with different people and it has that that feel that style that that um conversational friendly attitude uh that both reply all and today explain have as well so i was enjoying that one and i really like the end credits mm. of <laughs> the podcast because they uh they introduce each person that 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 worked on the show and they all reply with a uh, a, a popular subreddit our show is a dream realized by jessica albert who when we ask if she likes the episode we've put together she says wtf iris adler is our executive producer and she makes sure our stories meet the bar of mildly interesting mix and sound design by john parati and paul vikas who whenever we go to record in the field with them they remind us nature is Our web producer is Megan Kelly, who looks at our attempts at writing web copy and goes, Our intern is Chris. I was recently on, um, okay, so I love Slack. Slack is just, I know this is old news, but I'm, you know, relatively new to it. And it's, I've been on it for like a year. I I just love it. Anyways, I I was on a Slack group uh, called Podcast Enthusiasts and, um, we can uh, include a, a link in the show notes for that as well. It's a really great group of, about uh, you know, fans of podcasts in general, but mostly they talk about audio dramas. Uh, they they really love their fiction podcasts. And somebody mentioned in the general thread recently um, asking when are when are audio dramas really going to be noticed? Like mm. so much talk about podcasts is like. The, the the daily news podcasts or or, or true crime podcasters mm-hmm. all everybody wants to talk about um you know when 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 their um, audio drama is really going to make their their claim mm. and uh, I thought that was an interesting thing to think about like there there have been some you know kind of hits a little bit there's been some attempts to bring in bigger names both uh, both company wide and um, both with like bigger names mm-hmm. and uh, like uh, a- actors and stuff, but there still hasn't been a big boom in that part of the industry. And it's um, interesting um, 
you know, a, a thought experiment. And I, I wanted to know if, if you had any ideas or if, if you just want to hear some of my ideas of that. I mean, maybe it comes back to the, the ACAST stats in that mm-hmm. the vast majority of, of podcasts that people listen to are comedy. Um, and, you know, people listen to audiobooks. And I think for the most part, this is anecdotal, but I would imagine it's true. If you're listening to audiobooks, you're probably using Audible or another yeah. subscription service because audiobooks be expensive. Mm-hmm. A drama requires so much more attention yeah. than comedy or even news to a degree because news is ephemeral. Um, you know, it's like, okay, well, I, I missed that interview with Mark Zuckerberg or I missed yep. a, a, a point that he was making there. If I really care about it, I can I can you know rewind thirty seconds, but absolutely, you know what? I'll, I'll have forgotten about it tomorrow anyway. So right. I think it may be the the attention thing. That's a good. That's a really good point. I was just talking to my partner about that and how uh, I love to listen to podcasts because I don't have to pay full attention. I can listen while I'm working, and I, if I if I miss something, I, either I can hit the thirty skip button back, or I can just ignore it and you know, and I'll, I'll catch it on the other <laughs> seven podcasts I'm listening to after this, you know. <laughs> um, but I don't really like listening to audiobooks because I feel like there's so much attention I need to spend on it. Um, she just mm-hmm. recommended a, a book and I and and I listened to it and it was so heavy that like yeah. and, and that was another thing is that the length of time. Um, it was a seven hour audiobook and even though I listened to it mm-hmm. at one point seven five speed, it's still a long time in that same world, and mm-hmm. I I don't often you know. Unless I find a new podcast, like a, a great one recommended, like Mission to Zix, I don't usually binge a whole season or a whole podcast series. Yes. I I space it out, and so you know, if, I, if I'm listening to New York Times The Daily or Today Explained or um, Reveal, which is always heavy, it's an hour, it's half an hour, mm. and and then I can move on to tech news or I can move on to you know whatever comes up next some comedy podcast uh whereas an audiobook it's like oh my god the world is over maybe that's just the, the type of books <laughs> that you're reading yeah probably it was uh it was uh, I mean, yeah uh, a line becomes a river which is uh stories from the border a bit of the u.s and mexico and yeah that's yeah for the most part i i i want to like more audio drama audio drama podcasts than i do because they can sometimes suffer from uh the radio play kind of feel which is it tends to be sort of oh i've just walked into a room oh, i'm sitting down oh so much sighing oh. i'm going to have a cup of tea yeah. clinky clinky cl-. you know it's it's um it can it can get a bit much uh and so i think uh, there there was a recently a bbc uh, drama, uh, which was, I think, a podcast exclusive, mm-hmm. and I can't remember the name at the moment, but it was it was okay, um, and it, you know it it's it suffered from a, a similar kind of thing, and I think at least a show like um, the 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 Gimlet one, Homecoming, yeah, oh man, I love that so much, yeah, I think whatever it was, I I think there is they were willing to let the listener maybe not know exactly what's going on or exactly where a person is at any one time and, and, and not 
yeah, they, they didn't worry too much about it. Yeah, they they did amazing work on the sound design. Like you just felt enveloped in it without having to be over, hit over the head. Uh, and you know, they they didn't make sure that everything was absolutely one hundred percent audible. You know, every syllable yeah. came through because they wanted it to be you know as natural as possible. And uh, I think you know all of the actors did very well considering you know i mean it'd be interesting to to get a look at how that was recorded and you know one imagines it would be as you as you would think you know it's people reading a script uh, across from each other kind of thing or or in booths but yeah they did do some on-site recordings um they actually had some behind the scenes little vignettes after some of the episodes and they talked about how they had david schwimmer and katherine keener go to a um uh, a little like Ferris wheel and in, in an actual like amusement park, um, like a little, a little small one or whatever. And they like had to have them like, uh, you know, kind of get people away for a little bit and just, um, you know, kind of do an onsite recording. And mm-hmm. uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Like they, they really made the effort to um, get the good sounds in there. So uh, some of the responses in, the um in that slack thread i thought were were pretty great on on ways that or ideas about why uh fiction podcasts aren't viewed as popular as uh, other types of podcasts mm-hmm. and i thought that they might be worth a mention one of the first things that came to my mind was having more na- more large names coming into the the world of fiction podcasts specifically mm-hmm. like we have uh we were talking with uh, Mayan, uh, last episode about like Netflix and Amazon originals and, or uh, Audible originals and, and those kind of things. More companies, more companies coming out with Audible originals, their own originals would um, definitely bring more credibility to the genre. Um, and like Audible, I don't recall if they have any fiction podcasts yet, but they, you know they they definitely have a bunch of their own nonfiction podcasts um and and then there's the the one from stitcher um by marvel which um i haven't listened to yet and we were just talking about homecoming it had david schwimmer Catherine keener oscar isaac david cross but having having more uh you know gimlet type places bringing being able to pay the the bigger hitters i think that would bring more uh attention to fiction podcasts um also, directory placement, and you know, as much as we hate it, Apple is um, the big directory that everybody goes to, uh, or not not that everybody goes to, but uh, that is the most prevalent one that people um, notice and use. Mm-hmm. And there is no like, there's no fiction versus nonfiction section. It there's, mm. um, you know, you can you can kind of dive down and, and find fiction in, uh, you know, genre, subgenre, but it's not like a, uh, a big prevalent area that's easy to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing something like that would definitely bring more awareness to it. And then having more reviewers that are critical of, um, of podcasts in general, like uh, the podcasts. One of the th- things I love about the podcast community is how, kind and supportive and friendly everybody is everybody uh since there's so many independents people are very um hesitant to make critiques and i i count myself as one of them like uh, on this time you know we uh, on this podcast we kind of rant about things occasionally but we tend to uh, what i will say is we tend to punch 
upwards. Yeah. Um, we, we, we don't even punch sideways. Right. Uh, we, you know, we, we, yeah, we're, we're always punching up. So yes. And even I'm, I'm even hesitant to punch upwards sometimes. Like, but no offense to dis- discover pods, but like, d- you know, discover pods is, is pretty kind. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot of positivity there, which is awesome, but it's also, yeah. there's not a lot of critique. And so places like Audible Feast and Will Williams, um, like she, she had a, column more or less or a newsletter called uh, podcast problems she recently rebranded it but still does a, a column of podcast problems where they go in in deep of what what needs to improve in some of these podcasts that are coming out and i think it's it's a needed um avenue um or a, a needed critique on the on the medium in order to for it to grow and and audible audible feast is a little bit more um wide ranging in their in their genres but will williams uh specifically loves audio dramas and fiction so it's a little bit more into that dan Harmon, i think has said um on Harmontown that the, the podcast space is kind of a it's a small pond and so you don't do yourself much of a service by thrashing around in that pond and kicking up a big stink you know as much as like we said we you know we 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 do have a go at certain things and we, we, we have our complaints. I think it all comes from, and I think this is the space with a lot of this, what, what you would call positivity, I think is, is actually more, we can be critical, but it's all in the service of making something better for everyone. Yeah. It's not so that we can elevate ourselves by, you know, pooping on someone else. Yeah. Um, it's it's so that we can all have a better experience. And, um, for sure. and I, you know, that, that's what, that's my sort of, read of 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 the landscape um i i i think yeah that i would be interested to see um a a proper sort of review site just for Mm -hmm. fiction podcasts Mm -hmm. because i think a lot of podcasts like so much of it is either subjective or it's because podcasts are kind of informational Mm -hmm. to the to the larger degree um you know, news and discussion and things like that. They, there's not much point in reviewing them apart from like the audio quality is fine. You know, right. uh, the, the, this, this podcast host has an irritating vocal tick, uh, like, and that, that kind of stuff is not really, you wouldn't review a film like that. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's not much point in reviewing a podcast like that to, to my mind, but fiction, uh, feels like, you can really dig into the actual meat of the content and have a lot more to say mm-hmm. about it because it's something that's been created, you know, from nothing rather than being a discussion on a thing that already exists. Yep. I actually am just starting up a new season of podcast playlist Woo! and uh, it's only about positive things. It's only recommendations. It's never <laughs> critiques. That's the way <laughs> to do it. It's is to, is to only review the things that you like and then, uh, you know, if someone comes to you and says, will you write a review and you don't, you know, you can always say, look, I'll, you know, I won't tell you whether I'll post a review, right. but, you know, if if you if you see a review, then that means I like it. Uh, I don't review things I don't like. Yeah. And I pretty much, yeah, on that, I, I pretty much only mention things that I like. It's like I, ne- I never like give a star rating or anything, because if, if I did, you'd only see like four and five stars um, and you'd never see like one or twos. And, and so, yeah. If I mention it, then it's something that I endorse. I, I, I got to do an aside about Stitcher. I went on this. I, I downloaded Stitcher uh, to just to check. I, I had a new client for Pan that wanted some audio editing done, and 
they were asking about chapter markers. They obviously listened to Stitcher from some of those th- things that they mentioned. So I wanted to know if it would even benefit them by, by looking at it. So I went on to Stitcher to see if they supported chapter markers. And uh, a TLDR, of course not. They, w- n- n- no way. But the interface just doesn't make any sense at all. I, mean, I probably would understand it if I gave it more than just the, the seven minutes that I tried to find mm-hmm. a podcast that I could remember that had chapter markers in it, which is a bunch of them. Um, and I, I just kept searching. I'm like, I can't find ATP. I can't find uh, a whole bunch of different podcasts that are like really popular. And um, I, mean, I guess it's because you have to you know go and submit it yourself. I think they got themselves in trouble before because they were... Um going and polling the iTunes store and taking people's podcasts and then re-encoding them. Mm. Yeah, that's not cool. No, exactly. They'll almost certainly still be doing that. And so they probably, they got wrapped on the note. I know Chris Hardwick wrote, I think, like an open letter to them and, you know, was fairly polite, but like, dude, you can't take my content and serve ads over it. So tomorrow, uh, the next issue of the Earbuds Podcast Collective is going to be curated by me. Ooh! And I am doing a podcast playlist season in in uh, collaboration with it. So I'm going to do one episode for each of the um, five recommended episodes. And so if you subscribe to Earbuds Podcast Collective today, <laughs> uh, the day this comes out, and uh, you'll get that email tomorrow. Um or actually, it's on Sunday. So maybe if you subscribe by Saturday, then uh, then you can listen along and, and read along with the reviews and recommendations. So that'll be kind of fun. Uh, good. Well, um, should we do this again next week? Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Uh, it's a date. Bitrate is produced and presented by Brandon Hutchins and Mark Stedman. Find links and show notes at bitrate.podiant.co. And remember to be kind.